If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, so you're a police officer who's a member of, like, an elite SWAT team. And you and your partner are on a mission. It's a hostage situation. But you're kind of just, like, goofing around because at this point you don't really know, like, the full extent of uh, how dangerous it is. And you propose this hypothetical to your partner. You're like, hey, so what do you do in a hostage situation? Like, bad guy's got a gun, has an innocent gun to their head, and your partner's like, kiss the hostage. You're like, what? And they're like, yeah, 99% of hostage situations can be solved if you kiss the hostage. Like, uh, the, the killer or whatever, potential killer, will be so freaked out and surprised that they'll just drop their gun and run away. You're like, I don't know, man. This seems weird. Then, after the mission goes on for a little while, you end up becoming a hostage, and the bad guy has a gun to your head, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. This I know exactly where this is going. And, like, your partner is cute, and, you know, he's a very good-looking guy, but you just don't see him like that at all. And then as the bad guy is about to drag you into the other room, you can see your partner rear up, lick his lips, and lean in to execute his ultimate plan. What do you do? This is Same Day Shipping, a show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. I mean, this is a, you, a true you, gun to your head situation. Yeah, <laughs> this I is think, a literal I think gun you to your kiss head. Him. Yeah.
But you just, it's got to complicate the whole relationship. You guys work together every single it's day. Fine. But he already you warned have to. you. Here's the thing. You kiss him and then you say, oh, my God, I'm so glad you used that textbook technique to get me free. It would be so weird in any other situation for you to kiss me. But I'm glad that in this case, you did the thing that you had to do only for protocol because we have no feelings for each other. But and what if the kiss is chuck good? Him on the sh- oh, that's a, a whole other problem. Oh. I mean, okay. if it's good, then you have to explore it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> I'm confused about um, how he gets close enough to kiss you. Well, just like also the, that's not real, right? No, it's shoot the hostage. <laughs> right. This is speed. This is speed, but, <laughs> but, but sexier. But Instead of shoot. All right. Now here's the thing. What you did say he was handsome. You didn't say he was Keanu Reeves. Well, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to completely fuck up the hypothetical <laughs> because if any of, yeah, I mean, particularly Kelly, but if anyone knew it was Keanu Reeves, it'd be like, yeah, dude. You fucking take the kiss and then start sucking them off. I don't know. Yeah, you're yeah, just you, like, I don't where does it go from here? You take the kiss and you're like, I don't even care if it gets me out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. I could like kiss Keanu before death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think there is a logic issue of how do you get so close enough to kiss? Mm-hmm. Why does Denner, Dennis Hopper release you after you've been kissed? Yeah. A lot of logic problems. Yeah, that's true. But I think you just, I think you do the kiss and then you make a point of talking about how professional it was. Mm. But okay, so how about this? So as Patrick pointed out, the kiss is flooring. So you are like blown away by this kiss. It works. His Keanu's plan works perfectly. Dennis Hopper runs into the other room, fakes his own death. And you're now like all tangled up having been kissed by Keanu. But he takes the position of, yeah, dude, that's like classic cop 101. Like, this is how you save hostages. Mm. Like, Oh, that's tough. Oh, he man. was just doing his job. You he were having your world job. changed. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. No. I think, you know, you got to change partners. Oh. oh. You have to protect then, yourself. But then you yeah. won't be near him anymore. You could maybe, like, sway him, right? Like, you could Patrick, work on it. what kind I of just, existence is that? This kiss yeah. was so good, though, right? I know, but, like... Oh, the worst. Plus, plus, just think about this. The very next day, you're sitting at your desk, and he calls you, and he's like, I'm on a bus with another bomb mm. on it. I need to talk to you all day long. And you're oh. like, I was trying to distance myself from you. Like, you, you got to mm-hmm. be a partner. You got to be, you know, like the guy at the desk in an, uh, in yeah. an action movie. You've got responsibilities, but you're you're swimming in this Keanu mess. I mean, the good news is you only live for like another 45 minutes. Is that good news? <laughs> it's not great news. <laughs> well, you, the counter thing won't be your problem. <laughs> no, the the exploding thing. <laughs> the exploding watch will yeah. be what gets you. Yeah. Well, so may, maybe then that is okay that you can just take the memory of this perfect kiss with you to the grave. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus Christ. Jeff Daniels <laughs> opens the box that has the watch in it, real, takes off the back panel, realizes there's a wire and it's ready to explode. And his last words are, I've always loved him. <laughs> and oh, then he blows up. Here's the thing. I feel like this is a classic scenario. It's sort of like the um, trapped in a snowstorm, have to huddle mm-hmm, for warmth mm-hmm. situation. Sure. Or mm-hmm. even like kissing for a play or something. Kissing for a play. Kissing for a cover. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, uh, like oh, a like like in a hallway is when about someone... to yeah. go yeah. by. 
Even though you could totally fake kiss in a hallway if you really needed to. Yeah, you could just huddle. You can just huddle and like yank on some clothes. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, in a play, you can do that too. Unless it's like. (laughs) No, spit must be swapped. That's the director's call. And you know what? I respect that. And I'm, I'm here for either or. But yeah, there's, I mean, stage kissing. Come on. Who hasn't yeah. been doing stage kissing since they were a kid? Huh? You mean like the one person stage kissing? No, like with two people. You just like move your head back and forth with You've your mouth like that. Since and... you were a kid? How frequently? Yeah, on stage. Oh. Oh. I thought you meant just like. <laughs> I thought you meant like. <laughs> whenever. You know, your first girlfriend in, in fifth grade. Well, like, I wasn't ready yet, Mogi, okay? And she was cool about it. Why are you being such a jerk? Plus, they were on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were different times, though, when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the it 1980s. Was the 80s. Specifically. Mm hmm. Hey, we're doing 80s ships. Wow. We teased it last week, but. Yeah. Now we're here for the real deal. Yeah. You would think we would do like Christmas ships or something because it's Christmas today. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. But it's also Wonder Woman 1984 day. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to watch. Me too. I'm going to get all cozy underneath a a fatly knitted blanket. Nice. And I'm going (laughs) to check. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Ryan. I'm currently under one right now, FYI. Best Christmas. Um, it is very cozy. I was telling Patrick, uh, so I knit every, I did, ha- I hand knit everyone blankets, but uh, my dog thought they were for him. Of course. So <laughs> he was very mad when I took them out of the house. I mean, the second I got it out, my cats thought it was for them. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, oh, a squishy that. blanket. That's my, that's for me. I that's was interesting. Sarah willing to... thought it was for her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we're talking about the 1980s today. Yeah, mm-hmm. we are because mm-hmm. it is Wonder Woman 1984. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Colin, do you have a, a an 80s ship that you wanted to share? Hell yeah, I got an 80s ship I want to share. Um, do you guys are you familiar with the character of Margaret Tate from The Proposal, starring Sandy B? Sure. I mean, yes. no. She's yes, the yes, Sandra yes. Bullock character in she, The yes. Proposal. With Ryan Reynolds. Oh. With okay. Ryan yes. Reynolds. Yes. yes. She's very uptight and she's a business lady. Yeah, and she has to pretend to be betrothed. She's Canadian? She is Canadian. Yeah. Yes. So she's so trying the... to get American citizenship. So yes. by marrying a Canadian actor playing an American. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tangled With Betty web. White as a grandma. Mm-hmm. Um. So this movie tells the story of high-strung executive editor-in-chief Margaret Tate in conflict when she bribes her assistant, Andrew, to marry her so she doesn't get sent back to Canada due to a visa mishap. Andrew is another figure of contrast, mellow, even-tempered, used to... (laughs) What is going on <laughs> what, are you just reading like a, a good reads okay? thing of like Colin. I'm, giving the, I'm giving the synopsis Colin, okay. did did you go to a nutrition class this is important <laughs> you're very different right now Listen, oh my god i left my beef in the sink i'll be right back <laughs> oh! fucking sick dude so gross okay what i was trying to get to is she learns to be more traditionally feminine from Andrew's Alaskan family, eventually adjusting to embrace womanly traits as opposed to the masculine ones she has adopted 
to succeed in her field of work. Who now, the fuck wrote whoa, the scenario? I did not know that that's what it was because I remember seeing the movie and not thinking that. I don't <laughs> think that that's textual. I think that's somebody that editorializing. Some, someone editorializing. took some what fucking website are you on, Colin? <laughs> Is this from Parlay? <laughs> it's a 4chan. No, um this was this was sent to me uh by my significant other um as she was coming up with the tweet and <laughs> We decided there is only one person who can correct this nonsense. Let's say that that description of uh, Margaret's life and Mm -hmm. the plot of the movie is correct. Well, fuck that. She needs a man who is high-powered, who knows what he wants, who will take action and do whatever it takes, and not only does he fucking allow her to be whoever the fuck she is, he loves it. And I'm talking about... The quintessential 80s guy, Harry Ellis from Die oh, Hard. You love Harry Ellis so I much. Nonstop love Harry it. Ellis. For a guy who doesn't love Christmas, you love Christmas time because you can talk about Harry Ellis. Dude, Harry Ellis is my Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, Bubby. <laughs> um, and for those of you unfamiliar, Harry Ellis is the like boss of John McClane's wife's office who is going to sweet talk and business wheel his and deal his way out of that hostage situation. And it doesn't go great um, in the movie. He does get shot in the face, which is tragic, but in a world where he survives that and he gets to meet Sandy B's character and she is about to go through with this fucking bullshit arrangement to stay in the country she's like just gets back from meeting his alaskan family who teaches him teaches her about the values of womanhood Mm -hmm. and she's kind of like oh god i i guess i gotta go through with this i mean maybe i just buy in she meets harry ellis in a fucking high-powered business meeting and he goes bubby i'm your white knight and boom fireworks it's on that's my ship yeah i mean i think that's better for her even though he's like easily 30 years older than her, I think this is a great, I don't usually love age gaps, but I think this is it. Because she needs somebody who's on her same wave, wavelength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they absolutely it. are. I mean, they will, they'll do anything to get it done. That's, that's their I whole thing. It is the Andrew, 80s mentality. Because he just did a rom-com. He thought he found <laughs> the end of a rom-com. Well, yeah, he could okay. find someone else, you know? Yeah. He can find someone Definitely that likes that. Definitely, maybe. He can find someone. <laughs> yeah, he can find, uh, you know, someone who already fits into the mold that his family is pressuring him to fill as You're a right. wife. No, I like this for both of them because it doesn't force either of them to really change. They can be who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, an, you know, I mean, Ellis... It feels like a little bit of a, a shit bag, but like I don't want him to die. Right. Right? Honestly, a lot of people a lot of people paint him as like a shit bag. And like he is a product of his time. He bought in. He is doing drugs in someone else's office. This is up there with having sex in someone else's office. It's true, very similar. Do not let me walk in right. on you doing drugs in my office. There's a bathroom there's, down the there's hall. There's a bathroom. 
there's your own office. Don't tell me Harry Ellis doesn't have his own office. He gets off on it. And you know what, Mogi? He doesn't make it any of your business. Like, that's if you catch point. him, yeah, that's unfortunate. But he's not telling you about it a week that's later. True. Like, right, hey, I not, did coke in, yeah, uh, in Sandra Bullock's office. Oh, okay. We don't know that, though, because he doesn't live for that other week. <laughs> we don't know also, what he'd be saying to Holly. I pulled up. I pulled up IMDb to find out uh, what the age gap between him and Sandy B is. I'm not mm-hmm. totally sure. Well, I didn't get as far to look um, when Sandra Bullock uh, was born, but I did find out that the actor who portrays Harry Ellis, born in Toronto, okay. Ontario, Canada, so Whoa. it wouldn't even work. Perfect. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work. Oh. She'd she'd be well, stuck in Canada. But here's the thing: he knows ways around immigration laws. That's true. true. That's right. He like could have I feel, she's never gonna have to worry about the law again while they're together. <laughs> and also, maybe they just like run away to Japan, right? Like, yeah, whoa, yeah interesting. They, they just go work for Nagatomi. Yeah, you know, Nagatomi corporate office. <laughs> I don't know that Harry, that anybody other. I don't know. It's a it's a nine year age like. gap. It's not that bad. Okay, it's not that bad. That's right. not that bad. I think I was just because she. I feel like is playing his age, but she, I think she just got to play that age. I think, di- yeah, elastically. Yeah, she 20, has twenty-five years later. Skincare. Yeah, <laughs> she has very good skin, and, and I think good jeans. Let's be mm-hmm. honest; some of it you can't get from a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of it you can get from money. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, lack of stress is yeah. a great str- skincare. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I really like that, Colin. I, you know, I gave you shit that you, you know, how obsessed you are with Harry Ellis, but I'm glad that at least once a year I get to hear your Harry Ellis impression. <laughs> it I is, it's, him. it's also fun just to see like, who does Harry get to be with this time? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it is, it's fun. It's a, it's a tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why people tune into the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like, they're like countdown advent calendar to the day that we find out what Harry Ellis is up to. <laughs> uh, Kelly, do you have an 80s ship? Yes, I do. Okay, are you familiar with the movie uh, Return to Oz? Oh, oh no. My God. <laughs> Lightly. Oh, man. It's, it's tremendous. It's too scary. It's very scary. The wheelers are extremely scary. Mm-hmm. Um, the witch who takes off her heads. Mombi is tight as hell. I was trying to figure out who I wanted to ship her with, but I was like, she's so, I think I just ship her and all the heads yeah. together. And remind me, how old is Dorothy now? Like, is it set long time after? Well, so so the confusing part about this is that it is more based on the book than the movie, but it does still serve as a, um, as a sequel to the movie. So it, she is actually younger because it's played by baby Feruza Balk. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so in this, I think she's like 10 or like mm. 8 or something. And then, but it is still a sequel to the Judy Garland movie where Judy she Garland was movie. like playing 16. Yes. Okay. But was like 30. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually think she was 16. Okay. Because I remember I think looking she it was up. 16, but it already lived a pretty tough life. Rough. <laughs> Road hard, put yeah. away wet. Yeah. <laughs> Poor um, Judy. But I mean, you know, that's how you, the, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make it in this town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, plus, hey, if this year you want to cry, listen to Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, the Judy Garland oh. version. Oh. This muddle year through. it hits so hard. <laughs> we'll have to muddle through somehow. <laughs> We're muddling. <laughs> um, 
So in this movie, uh, Dorothy is basically like she's going back to Oz mm-hmm. um, because she gets like some kind of n- – n- uh, well, okay, it, it, the movie's really scary. She gets taken by her family mm-hmm. because she's still talking about Oz and they're like, she's crazy. Won't so shut up about her it, apparently. To, huh? She won't shut up about it, yeah. apparently. <laughs> and she has a new friend, which is this chicken, Belina. And you mean a she, new friend instead of Toto? Yeah. <gasps> it's Belina the chicken. Aw, that's cute. That's um, not as cute as Toto. Toto's so cute. And Chickens let me tell you something. Cute. I liked the actor, chicken actor, that played Belina. Okay. <laughs> like, I thought that the chicken actor was really funny, but I hated the voiceover of Belina. I don't like- Oh, wait, it's a talking chicken. Yeah. Oh, I don't love that. I, I assumed that. this was just another animal from her dirt farm that yeah. got to go on. Oh. It is, but she talks in in Oz. She goes to Oz with, with Dorothy. So- okay. Belina, the chicken actor, is so funny, like really funny at like just really like the physical comedy is definitely there. Like the like the is way she's that Belina computer generated or a puppet? No, no she's, she's just actual chicken. She's like, like the John Ritter of birds. Yeah. yeah. She's running around. Like the way she runs around is very, very funny. Like her facial expressions are very funny. <laughs> Polina's a really good actor. <laughs> but I hate, I like, so the whole time I was very torn because I was like, I do love Belina. To look at Belina, I don't like to listen to Belina. But, um, oh God. so, so Belina, well, so Dorothy gets taken by her family. Uncle um, Henry and Aunt Em are like, She's stuck in this Oz thing and it's obviously fake. She's crazy. We're going to send her to a mental institution where she's going to be strapped down and get electroshock therapy. No. Yeah, oh. it's a child. Yes. 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 Wait, they had electricity back then? Yeah, it's <laughs> well, 1899. Not at the dirt farm. So, no, just not there. Okay. Not at the dirt travel farm. To like, we're going to have to send her. If we could, we'd just electrocute her at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they have to go to a special center. Gotcha. So okay. then she's about to like be electrified, but then. A huge strike of lightning happens and like everything goes out and she – a myster- this mysterious girl comes up and gets her out of her um, shackles uh-huh. and they run away. Um, they fall into a river. Okay. The other girl, she's gone. Dorothy is like on this little like float and she's she sees like some – a piece of – because there's a big flood. So yeah. she sees like some wood and she lands on it. She wakes up. She's in Oz. Belina's there. Belina can talk. This is not a great development for Belina, but there is still a lot of physical comedy to be had with Belina, so don't worry. <laughs> they get to the Emerald City. It's a shit show. Nothing's there. And there's like these statues of people. Oh, God. And it's so creepy. They're like in the middle of doing stuff and they're just statues. I think I read this. Yeah. This is like the, the this, <laughs> this is making me remember. I'm sorry. I just saw a picture of Belina. Belina's really good. Well, so like... Oh my god, this is my favorite part of, of seeing Belina. Okay, <laughs> this is face. like the funniest part at the very end. So you know, like in the, in Star Wars where they're like walking to get their awards? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like they all walk together <laughs> and someone holds Belina on a pillow. <laughs> and they're all walking. And then Belina gets the little medal. And then and it's like the key to the city or whatever. And at the very end, um, uh, Dorothy's like looking in the mirror and she sees <laughs> Belina in the mirror. <laughs> 
What? Belina's like like counsel to the Queen of Oz. Oh, good um, for Belina. You know what is kind of sad? It's sort of like Remy, the rat who's really good at cooking. Yeah. Being a really good chicken actor. Yeah. There's not many chicken parts. No, no. Like hardly Certainly any. not good parts. Or do we think all chickens are good actors? We just don't use them enough. I think I think all chickens are good actors <gasps> because they're like their instincts are very spot on for comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's but, true. Trying to remember the but the last really good like chicken vehicle was um chicken the runner. Witch. They didn't even use Oh, okay. You know. Oh, right. I there, mean, there was, not I mean, super obviously, comedic. No, not not very. It was dour, in fact. But I think also chicken acting there is that's a great way to show. Like they're good at like being scared and being funny. We should <laughs> add some chickens to our next screenplay. Yes, because chickens, like honestly, like I do think chickens are some of the best actors. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> I think so, all of us should just add chickens to our current screenplay. Okay, yeah, fair. whatever project you're working on. <laughs> um. So. So basically, like, she's in this, like, area where everybody's stoned. It's very scary. I'm sorry. If you want me to stop describing Return to Oz, please tell me. I mean, I sort of do, but I also feel like I need to live in it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Patrick did say multiple times it's very scary. It's really scary. You might be giving Patrick recurring nightmares right now. So then these, like, these things show up, and they're called wheelers. And I think these are the scariest things, because I truly... I thought I had never seen this movie mm-hmm. and then, then I watched it, it months it, right? ago and I realized I blocked it from my memory because mm-hmm. oh, it's yeah. so scary because the it wheelers comes back when they when you hear the squeaking of their fucking wheels. Yeah. <sighs> and they come out and they're like they're basically like on all fours oh. um, and they are like wearing like extensions on their hands and feet that are end end in wheels. Mm-hmm. And then the. They put their heads down, but the tops of their helmets have scary faces on them. So they just look like really scary, like bent over, like really long armed and legged things that wheel around. Um, so they are like basically Princess Mombi's version of the flying monkeys. Like they do okay. the bidding of Princess Mombi, who has a million, million heads, and she wants to take Dorothy's head so that she like can. Like she takes heads and adds them to her body. Yeah. Well, no, well, she, she has she a, co- a hallway. Yeah. yeah uh, she has like a hallway lined with heads. Oh, it's like um, what the house with the black and white door, whatever the hell it's called from uh, uh, Game of sure. Thrones, where they got all the heads in that room. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. So basically, like all this nonsense happens. And OK, there is a thing. OK, this is like pretty messed up. So so um, <laughs> uh, Dorothy like steals this powder of life mm-hmm. from Princess Mombi. And she learns about this from Jack Pumpkinhead, who frankly I think should not exist in the same movie as the Scarecrow because they're the same. They're <laughs> I both... am now realizing I've a hundred percent seen this movie. Yes, you have. Because <laughs> now that you're saying Jack Pumpkinhead, I can pick I know yes. I, I know. hate Jack Pumpkinhead. He's a lot. And then so then they they find have this we moose... met any half of the ship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's the fucking chicken. I know it. <laughs> it, it. Well, it's possible. So, so, so then they like find this like moose head, and they're like, "We need to get out of here. Let's like attach this moose head to a bed and like put palm fronds on the sides, and then sprinkle powder of life on it, and bring this creature into existence." 
truly horrifying. Truly horrifying. They fly away on his back. He starts falling apart, and he's like, <gasps> he's like, what am I for? And they're Aww. like, to take us to our destination. And he's like, kill me. <laughs> Jesus no, Christ. He say, no, he doesn't me. say kill me, but he does fall apart. Okay. Oh my and God. crashes. It's like and- a combination of the whale from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide and an Uber driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a picture of the wheelers. Yeah, Uber drivers are always asking you to kill them. Yeah, first yes. they say, where where are you taking me? And they and say, what's my what? purpose? <laughs> what um, am I for? So then they, they meet. Oh, but before that, I'm sorry. They had met this character called TikTok, who I think is like the MVP of the movie. Okay. He's like, a, a, like he kind of has like the attitude of like a stout old general. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like a wind up guy. So you have to wind him up for movement, wind him up for speaking and wind him up for thinking, I believe. Okay. Um, and basically TikTok like saves the day and guess who else saves the day? The chicken. Bolina. Bolina. Do you know why? Because, um, the gnome king, he's evil. Mm-hmm. He's like made out of rocks. He, um, he eats. Oh, also I need you to know that the, the, the moose contraption yeah. It's called a gump. Okay. Okay. And the gump's body gets eaten by the Gnome King and then only his head is left, but he's still completely sentient. <gasps> I know. Oh, poor, poor gump. And then uh, the Gnome King starts to try to eat Jack, but Belina hid inside of Jack's pumpkin head and laid an egg, which are poisonous to the Gnome King. So then the Gnome King dies. Okay. Because of the egg. And, Wait, does like, Jack get eaten then? Uh... I think he's I think he's fine. Oh, oh, that's right. He's about to eat Jack and then she like poops the egg out like, like of his straight down his throat. Yeah, straight uh, down his throat. Okay. Oh yeah. So then that frees everybody and the Emerald City's back and everyone's back and everyone's like, Wow, wonderful. Um like a lot of other stuff happens, but like everyone's like, Yay, we're all back. And then like the Queen of Oz, who's like kind of not really been involved at all, is yeah. like, now I can be queen. So for me, what I would rather have is that Oz is co-ruled by TikTok and Belina. Yeah, that would be better. And I think like they, it's not sexual, but they are like best friends and maybe life partners. Um, And then they rule Oz together. But unfortunately, Ooh. as it stands in the movie. Yeah, the queen is the boss. The queen's the boss. And okay. she has like, she doesn't deserve it, I don't think. But no, because where's she even been? Rescued Dorothy. Oh, wait, from from where? She was in shackles. Oh, it was uh, the Queen Ozma. It was and the, then, so she rescued Dorothy and is like, all right, I'm going to sit the rest of this out. You can save me. Yeah, I think like she can only manifest like sometimes. Okay. Like she's she's being trapped by Princess Mombi, I think. Okay. Because Princess Mombi kind of. astral project. Yeah. Yeah. God, this whole thing is a nightmare. It is. But the final scene, it's so funny. Like to me, I I really love this movie, but it is deeply disturbing. But the final scene of like, like Dorothy looks in the mirror after she's gotten back home and like the whole asylum has like burned down and like been destroyed in the flood. Yeah. So she's back home and she like looks in the mirror and she and, and she like says to Auntie M, she's like, I'm fine. I like don't believe in that stuff anymore. And then she like looks in the mirror <laughs> And it's Princess Ozma with like I think like TikTok or like Jack Pumpkinhead behind her, and then like Belina wearing her medal 
like stares at her and it's great because Belina does not speak so it's like just yeah. pure chicken acting and <laughs> it's so good like it's so funny just seeing Belina wearing a medal like to me that's like comedy gold oh my especially God. if she's also in a relationship with TikTok if she's in a relationship with TikTok and she wears her like key to the city that's so funny that is yeah. really funny it's yeah it, is a chicken capable of winding up TikTok oh she would I, find a way she'll find I a way I think okay. so yeah I think she could like maybe um, like use her body weight to kind of like she'd have to it's not twist 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 it's more like grab on to pull down grab on to pull down oh sure. yeah and she could do a little chicken flutter to yeah get yeah from one side of the key to the next oh i yeah. love that that's great yeah. that's really cute it's so wild that you would have this magical world that's established that we all know with all these characters that we know and friends of dorothy that we all know and then just abandon all of them for the sequel yeah like all of all them are of them. frozen like in- no lion no scarecrow no tin Actually, man. you know who's interim ruler of Oz? Who? Scarecrow. Oh, but he's not good at stuff. No. He's, and then he doesn't the, have a brain. No, but he got one. He got one. A little. Or one. had it all along. Yeah, he had something up there. <laughs> he needs the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion to even him out. And the Tin Man and the Cowardly Lion are frozen in, like, you see statue stone versions of them in Emerald City. Yeah. And and it's not like a happily ever after where you get to undo it at the end. That's their fate, huh? No, they're undone. Oh, they're undone. Okay. Yeah, all the stone people become undone because basically the Gnome King, he is made of stone and his thing is like turning people into stone. Gotcha. And so he turned everybody into stone, but then when he was destroyed, his magic lifted. Okay. I have a question. It might yeah. be a bit of a mid-episode hot take, but what do you do if you send your niece to a mental facility yeah. and then she comes home a couple days later and is like, I'm fine, and then you find out that the mental facility burnt to the ground in the meantime? Yeah. Like, that's... Like, she for sure did it, right? Well, th- <laughs> yeah, I think probably she did it. They learn, because they don't know that it's going to be, like, electricity. Like, they just know that that treatment will occur. So they don't know that she stood to be electroshock therapied. Oh, okay. And but I even they so, like they can't possibly think that a mental disorder as deep as hers was going to be fixed in a few days. No, no, a few days. But also like, isn't that what growing up is learning what to hide from your, your caregivers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's that whole also need to like know that, great point. <laughs> I think it shows that I'm completely like like emotionally stunted because like when when Princess Ozma or Queen Ozma or whatever when she's like Dorothy, you have to go back, and Dorothy's like, but I don't want to. Why do I have to? I was like, yeah, why does she have to? <laughs> like, stay in Oz. Like she, the dirt dirt farm fucking sucks, dude. Like, yeah, Oz is great. Well, uh, Oz is great, and something that she fought to make great twice. Yes. Yep. She made Oz great again. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I'm ready for parody t-shirts, but like when I am, that's, that's a great one. And you're going right to Moga? <laughs> Moga! Which is very close for, to Mogi. It's very yes! close to Mogi. Uh, skip the t-shirt. Go straight for a tattoo. You yeah, won't regret it. Just Fair. across your chest, like so you're wearing a t-shirt all the time. Yeah, More things to lie to my uh, parental units about. Uh-huh. Uh... Patrick, do you have an 80s ship? Um, I do. Do you guys remember the McDonald's mascot from the mid-80s, mid to late 80s, Mac Tonight? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Love that moon guy. 
Uh, he's got a big moon face, mm-hmm. um, played by Doug Jones. Did oh. not know Doug Jones did that. Yup. Crazy, right? One of his like earliest roles before any like TV or movie stuff. Wow. Um, so, you know, Mac tonight, he's always playing these like corporate gigs for McDonald's, right? Yeah. He's spending a lot of time in the studio. He's a magical moon man who can fly through the air with a piano, is incredibly talented. His talent arguably being wasted as a spokesman for McDonald's, right? A hundred percent. Um, so like he has a tough day on set. They're shooting commercials where he's using his magic and you know, playing music. And he's like, I gotta, I gotta just reconnect with like playing music and you know, just like doing doing what I want to do. So he calls his old agent, right? And is like, Can you book me at like a shitty club for tonight? I just need an hour where I can play whatever music I want. I don't have to tell people about, you know, getting McDonald's for dinner. Which was like a, seemed like a big part of the ad campaign. Was McDonald's yeah. just a lunch thing before? Or I think like it was not, like a quick stop. not a dinner for adults. Yeah. yeah, you didn't like go get it and bring it home, I think was what they were trying to combat. Or maybe mm. they were thinking late night eats. Like that people weren't, it's so hard to imagine people not eating McDonald's for late dinner, but maybe back then they weren't eating it for like it's 11. Yeah. Well, I, that's I think like his thing, right? Because he's night. Yeah, yeah, he's mm. he's Mac tonight. Um, oh, honestly, their goal was probably just to make people eat McDonald's at all times, <laughs> indiscriminately. Yeah, never not. Yeah, true. I mean, because when did the first twenty four hour McDonald's start? I haven't seen the founder yet, so I don't know. Oh, okay, that's like the, the post credit sequence. <laughs> you know, what? we could make even more money if we were never closed. <laughs> but this, I mean, this is obviously them like advertising to like adults and trying to be cool, right? Yes. Like, uh, all, all of the other mascots are like clowns and shit, and then here's and, well, <laughs> people disgusting. who steal burgers. How is that your thing? You know what that's it ridiculous. is? It's kid shit. It's kid shit. That's and kid they're kid bullshit. That's right. Well, that's true because to a kid at McDonald's, a burger's free anyway. That's true. That's true. They want to get to the adults, so they brought out sexual dynamo Mac tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's he he goes to this club. It's like a total shithole, and he's like, "I'm so excited about this. awesome. This is." great he gets up on stage and he just does like free jazz for an hour and like he, he comes out and at first people are like fucking mac tonight and he gets booed a little bit Aww. um but then he just starts like he just like free jazz just like doing exactly what he wants it's like it's discordant it's hard to listen to but like it's fucking awesome you know um, does he do yeah, the freestyling in between like like little conversations with the audience He's not Jeff Goldblum, if that's what you're asking. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about Jeff Goldblum, but I'll that's stop. That's who I thought was about to walk into the club. <laughs> I was thinking of those. Um, have you seen that Tim and Eric sketch where they do like the imp- improvisational jazz, like in between conversations? Yes, yes. <laughs> I was thinking of that. <laughs> well, we but he we does may, not do that. But we Max may get to that. that. Yeah, Ma- Max cooler than that. He honestly needs the whole hour to play. Like. <laughs> <he just> like <laughs> Okay. So he finishes his set. People, you know, they, what does he they play piano. Okay, great. Um, and uh, so you know, he finishes his set. He goes back to the green green room, uh, and he finds waiting for him in the green room, Red, the California fucking raisin, <gasps> who is in Christ. who is in the audience, and is like, I've been hawking raisins with my bandmates for so long. It was so awesome to see someone who's been a spokesperson for so long, just playing what they want to play. And so they connect and oh they, God. they get high and play music together and maybe fool around a little bit. 
But they can does, never do it in person because you can't put raisins on yeah. your McDonald's. Yeah, you can't. Like the branding would never work it. out. It's right. They stand it's to like be yeah. Their really relationship is like the least corporate thing imaginable. Even though, like, that's what they have to spend all their fucking time doing is selling McDonald's, selling raisins. But now they can just be together, and everyone else can oh. hate it. But like, it's so rad, and they just play exactly what they want. So do, does Red keep this a secret from the other raisins? Great question. I think I think so. So the California raisins are founded by brothers uh, AC and Bebop, right? And Red mm-hmm. Red came, so. of course. I mean, let's meet the raisins, uh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so he he comes along later and is like he's the sort of uh, like hired gun um, guitar player for them. Um, so like he do- he doesn't have the same sort of like allegiance to uh you know that that shit that the rest of the raisins do so yeah he doesn't tell anyone oh, great I love this that is the perfect 80s ship that's mm-hmm. so good <laughs> thank you it's very 80s it's wonderful yes it is it man i in trying to think of 80s ships it's it sucks how fucking cynical and like corporate and gross like yeah. most of the 80s is yeah it's true the icons of the 80s are not that shippable I don't think it's any different nowadays. Maybe we just can't see it for what it is living in it. Yeah, no, that's probably because the eighties. Like back then, that just seemed normal. Like, of course, there was a flying jazz moon who told me to eat chicken nuggets <laughs> at mm-hmm. night, <laughs> and uh, in specifically the at night. And, and then the, the grim. Well, the grimace was times. for the afternoon. <laughs> grimace loves his afternoon delight. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> uh, do you guys want to know how I approach this challenge? Yes, I would please. Love to. So I went back. Okay, so where I'm going to end up is probably the most obvious place. Anyone can guess where I'm going to end up. But let me tell you where I start. <laughs> okay, okay. So Harry Ellis ships- and the cast of Degrassi. <laughs> oh, my God. They've he got a new destroy teacher. destroy them. Don't give away next year's show. <laughs> Ooh, wreck me, 80s daddy. <laughs> sick, dude. That's so disgusting. Sick. Okay, but also amazing t-shirt. An yeah. image of like Ellis like oh doing God. what he does with like a little word balloon coming from the side saying wreck me 80s daddy. That's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, but I have a cricket. We can make this happen, guys. Anyway, so I was thinking 80s movies. Now, there are some movies in the world where even though when they were made, they were made of their time, they feel like a period piece because there's yeah. so much that thing. One of the ones um, I always think of is like Reality Bites. That feels like a movie made now about the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but it was made then. Or like um, the other one that always gets me, and this one is from when I was in high school, so it also just like feels very much. But have you guys ever seen the movie Go? Yes. Mm-hmm. I love the movie Go. It's a 1999 movie that feels like a period piece of 1999. Yes, like absolutely. They go to raves and the music that they, and the No Doubt song that they listen to and like the whole thing is just mm-hmm. so 1999. Yeah. So this movie is a 1983 movie that while it was contemporaneous when it was made, it feels like a period piece of the 80s. And it's love a movie it. called Valley Girl. Yay! Yay Valley I was Girl. hoping you were going to talk about Valley Girl. I and this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I watched it again last night just to make sure I still love it and also to give myself happiness. <laughs> I do. It's great. Um, it's Deborah Foreman and Nicolas Cage and a sort of, uh, and I think I've talked about it on the show before, but it's a Romeo and Juliet kind of story. She's from the Valley. He's from Hollywood. 
the Hollywood parts feel grimy and like right now it's kind of fun to watch like people in a crowded club because I'm like I remember what it's like to go see live music in a crowded uh, venue. Uh, <laughs> like, right? How dare you? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's true um, though. But it's like you just it feels and it does kind of feel dirty, but it also feels like I would rather be there than in my couch. And then the valley parts very much, even though I grew up in suburban D.C., like it's it's I recognize that valley vibe for sure from my youth. Um, So it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. Um, The ship is the primary ship, which is uh, uh, Randy and Julie. Um, They're the chemistry is insane. Like it's one of those movies where if you told me the two character, the two actors were having an actual affair, I would believe it because their dynamic is like the the book. The movie is pretty arch. Like the there's a lot of valley speak. There's a lot of you know silly comedy. But the two of them, like from the moment they see each other, they're like, oh man, they're in lust with each other. And as they get Ugh. more and more together, like you feel like they're falling in love with each other. It feels so authentic to that kind of young, unjaded. Um, romance. So, like, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Um, and it also I had forgotten, and I don't know how I forgot because it's my favorite part of the movie. There's this woman, and now I'm closer to this woman's age than any of the characters in the movie. <laughs> and she is presenting prom king and queen, and it's maybe one of the best comedic performances of the '80s. Better than this chicken. I'm sorry, but yes. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Justice for Belina. <laughs> She, it's just the most, this earnest woman talking about what it means to be a king and queen. Is it about- An 80s king and queen even. What does it mean to be a king and queen? Is it about having the fanciest clothes? I think not. Is it about who's dating the captain of the football team or the head cheerleader? I don't think so. Is it a popularity contest? I doubt it. You know, kings and queens, they don't grow on trees. No, I just said that's the actual lines that I just said. <gasps> um, that was not improv. It's so fucking good. And then, and then at the best part, I'm sorry I'm making you guys do this, but you said 80 ships. So this, it was inevitable. Right. So the- like, I regret her, nothing, by the way. <laughs> her climax of her speech. So she does her part of like, is it about popularity? I doubt it. Kings and queens don't grow on trees. You know, when I was in school, or I wanted to be queen. I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Is that it? Is that the end of the oh. speech? Ouch. That's the end of the speech. Ouch. And then Ouch. she's Ouch. like, here. there's no like, but here is your king and queen? Yes. There's no. That's just like, I wanted to be king. And she, oh, she was wearing glasses. I didn't, you didn't see. I took my glasses off. Oh, no, I could, hear glasses the, off. I could hear the glasses coming off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she says, I wanted to be king, uh, queen. I wasn't. It's like, and her, this woman's. Credit is prom teacher. No. She deserves (laughs) all of the athletes in the world. I hope that she had the best career that she could have wanted (laughs) and had everything that she dreamed of because this performance is amazing. It's everything. Like, it's like, I want, I look at it. I'm like, this is probably why I started doing comedy because I (laughs) want to be this woman. (laughs) Um, But Valley Girl is on uh, Amazon Prime. So if you're a Prime person or you have access to a Prime account, you could watch it today. Yeah. That's I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch Please it. Please do. Yeah, I'm going to watch that and Return to Oz today because oh God, that's on be Disney. So and fuck, man, that looks good. No, Colin, I think you will really like, like, 
in for exactly mm-hmm. the same reasons that Patrick hates Return to Oz, you will love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it seems it. like some twisted shit. Or scared of. I'm yeah. scared of it. Yeah, I don't think you hate it. I take it back. Sometimes you can like things that scare you. I, I do think that's a really good double feature, though. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> like, people, like, if you did that in a theater, people would be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just like surf over to YouTube and watch a bunch of raisins commercials and <laughs> Mac well, tonight. Those yes. are the those are like the uh, interstitials. Yes. Oh yeah, like let's all go to McDonald's. <laughs> it's time for dinner now. <laughs> Wheelers. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, two, two relationships. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.